Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to a journey of empowerment and amplified voices. This is the Creative Visionaries Podcast, your guide to unlocking the full potential of podcasting and beyond. Our vision is bold to empower and amplify voices through creative marketing solutions, expert podcast coaching, and a vibrant, inclusive community. We're your partners in this exciting adventure. Our journey is all about connection, expertise, and realizing your untapped potential. Let us be your guide on this journey as we create an environment that nurtures growth, fosters relationships, and empowers individuals like you to excel in podcasting. Are you ready to take your podcast journey to the next level? Together, let's shape the future of podcasting. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Are you a podcaster wanting to take your show to the next level? Do you want a dedicated marketing team so you can focus on creating great episodes? Look no further than the done for you podcast marketing service from remarker.fm. Stop trying to market your own podcast alone and let remarkers marketing experts handle it for you. Remarker will transcribe your episodes, write detailed show notes, curate shareable quotes and clips, promote your episode across social media and run paid ads all tailored specifically to your show and your audience. You'll get a full podcast marketing team for a fraction of the cost of hiring in-house. Leave the marketing to Remarker so you can focus entirely on podcasting. With Remarker's premium done-for-you service, you'll get unparalleled podcast promotion to help you gain listeners, engagement, and reviews. Go to Remarker.fm to learn more and get 10% off with a promo code creative visionary invest in your podcast growth. Let remarker take you to the next level. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the creative visionaries podcast today. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest, Courtney Elmer. Courtney is the CEO and founder of the effortless life and creator of pod launch. Courtney, welcome on the show. Lori, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with you today. I know. I am so thrilled. We, you know, we talked a little bit offline and, and it's always an uh, amazing journey to figure out how we come to this point and get connected. So I'm just excited to hear your story and I'd love for you to share how you got to the place where you are today. Yes. You know, my journey starts back in my mid twenties. I had just gotten married to the love of my life. We had gone on our honeymoon and we came back from that honeymoon and a couple of days following, I had a follow-up visit scheduled with my doctor. I'd had a bad sinus infection a couple weeks before the wedding. And he said, you know, come back when you're back in town, let's do a follow-up and, and we'll get you all checked out, make sure everything's good. Sure. No problem. So we'll walk into my doctor's office that day and my brand new husband was with me, you know, and we sit down. And the doctor looks at me and I'm just getting this weird vibe from him. I was like, this, something is going on and I don't know what it is. And he kind of just looks at me and he's like, so this really falls beyond the realm of my expertise. I want to introduce you to another doctor who I work with, one of my colleagues who will be taking over your case. I kind of look at my husband and he looks at me. I'm like, a case? I have a case? What are you talking about? 
This doctor walks into the room and she looks at me. She's a beautiful woman, radiant. And she sits down and she goes, Courtney, she said, you know, those tests that we had done a couple of weeks back, she said, we got the results back and you have thyroid cancer. And I just kind of squeezed my husband's hand a little tighter. And I was like, come again? What? (laughs) And she said, you are the youngest patient that I've ever had to give this diagnosis to. She said, the good news is it's very treatable. The bad news is we've already noticed that it's starting to spread. So we need to operate immediately. I've cleared a spot for you on my schedule next Monday. I'll see you in surgery at 7 a.m. Wow. What just happened? (laughs) So I walk out of that visit. We drive to my parents' office. My mom and dad worked together and I sat them down, told them the news. And my life changed in that instant. And I can remember this like yesterday, Tori, sitting in that doctor's office that day, as cliche as this is going to sound, I knew how short life really is. And I looked at my life. It was kind of like a scene from a movie, you know, when like things slow down and all of a sudden it's like slow motion going all around you and you're just kind of stuck in the moment there. It was like that kind of a moment. And I realized that the path I was on was not the path I wanted to be on. I was working nine to five and nights and weekends and lunch breaks and climbing that corporate ladder, doing really well by all the world standards. But I was so unfulfilled. And I knew in that moment that even though I didn't know what I was going to do, I just knew that I needed to do something differently. I knew I needed to figure out those gifts and talents that I had that were going unused and on the shelf collecting dust and put them to use to actually make a difference in the world. Yeah. So my journey, like most entrepreneurs, has been filled with twists and turns, but that's where it started. And and for you, that adversity has rocket launched you into the woman you are today and the successful business that you have. And, you know, a lot of people in those situations, you have you have a choice, right? You either kind of roll over and just give up or you stand up tall and you take it and and go beyond what you thought that you could. And so it's an inspiring story because I think many people need to know whether it's cancer or something, you know, like uh, losing their job, whatever it might be, there's different adversities that we all encounter and it's how you choose to move forward, which makes the difference. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about like getting through that adversity and how you help other people with that same, you know, strength now. Yes. And you know, Tori, you hit the nail on the head. It's how you move through it. And I'd be lying if I didn't sit here today and tell you that it took me four years to actually make a move because after that diagnosis and treatment and recovery, I went back to my comfort zone and I went back to working nine to five with this dream now on my heart but no courage to take action on it. Yeah. And looking back, I see that as the, the refinement period that I needed to go through. It was part of my growth journey. There was a lot of fear that was present in that stage and time in my life. And I finally was able to grow through and beyond it. Yeah. 
But now in hindsight, looking back, I can see many of those catalyst moments in my life, the big ones and the small ones, like even the little stuff we encounter in the day, like that email that comes in your inbox from a client that you didn't expect to get that morning, you know, and then just derails your day or things like that, that tend to just take us off course. I call it the everyday adversity. It might be the big thing, but it could also be a lot of little things and we all face it. And for most of us, we tend to think, because this is what our culture conditions us to believe, is that the stronger we are in the face of adversity, the better equipped we'll be to handle it. Yeah. And I just reached a point where I was tired of just being strong in the face of adversity. I'm like, there's only so, I can only be so strong. Like, this is not actually getting me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And without realizing it, what most people describe when they say, you know, if I could just be stronger and learn how to better withstand stress and pressure and learn how to better navigate this. They're describing resilience, which in and of itself is good. But a resilient organism, all that means is that it can bounce back from stress and pressure more than maybe other organisms can. And so I don't want to just be resilient. I want to be able to grow through that adversity. I want to take something with me. I want to have that badge on my sleeve that says, (laughs) I went through that and this is what happened for me because of it. Yep. And so- Little did I know there actually is another word for this. And the word that's describing this idea of growing through what you go through is called anti-fragility. Interesting. And it sits on the direct opposite end of the spectrum of fragility, which when something is fragile, imagine like a Christmas ornament on your tree, you know, or a Fabergé egg, something that might sit very beautifully in your bookcase. It's very delicate. You tell your kids, don't touch that, that kind of, you know, it's fragile. (laughs) And if that, exactly. So if that has any kind of pressure applied to it, it's going to break and there is no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. But on the opposite end of this spectrum, we have anti-fragility, which describes this concept of being able to grow because of the adversity and the pressure that we're put through. And so that to me is how I want to live my life. I want to be able to face adversity with confidence and with joy and even with excitement. doesn't mean it's going to maybe be easy in the moment. You're going through cancer. It's certainly not easy, (laughs) but with excitement, knowing that I'm going to get something really good out of this. I'm either going to get what I want or I'm going to get the lesson that I need Mm -hmm. to get me to the next step in my journey. Yeah. So that has become the whole ethos of what I do in my brand and my company. And there are a lot of practical ways that we do that. But that really is behind it, you know, the story behind it and and the ethos behind it. Because to me, you know, it's one thing about being an entrepreneur, sure. But what if you could be an anti-fragile entrepreneur? And what would your business look like? What would your life look like? If you could take every obstacle that you face, big and small, in the course of your day and turn it into an opportunity for your growth. Well, and I think the important thing that you mentioned that's buried in there is that these, these adversities happen for you, not to you. Right. And, and how you, you look at what's coming your way, challenges, struggles, whatever it's, it's meant to be for you to grow into that next person, right? You have to have vulnerability in order to grow past that. So you have growth and exponential impact. Um, really finding your passion and purpose through, you know, the adversities, the challenges and the successes that you have. So 
I love that. You, it was buried in there, but I wanted to pull it out. <laughs> you caught it. I did say it. You're right. And it's funny because I, I say that sometimes and it, you know, it tends to be one thing that I tend to gloss over because it's just such a part of me. And I'm so glad that you pulled that out because it is so important for people to realize that I know in the moment it doesn't feel like it's happening for you. And I know in the moment you want to run and you want to escape that challenging situation, you know, as quickly as you possibly can. But I always like to remind people, you know, when you look back at ancient civilizations, where did they settle when they were looking to make camp and put down roots? They didn't settle on the top of a mountain somewhere. <laughs> it's cold. It's icy up there. It's really not a whole lot of growth and, and life happening up there on the top of the mountain. Yet as entrepreneurs, we always want to be at the top. We right. want to be at the pinnacle. <laughs> we want to be at the peak. And the reality is that the most fertile ground is in the valley. And it's in those challenging, difficult, dark moments that you're really being reborn into the person that you were created to be in the first place. Well, and it's interesting you say the valley because in entrepreneur world, we talk about the ups and downs of how business goes up and down and how we just kind of have these peaks and valleys. And so based on what you said, it's not the peaks that are the good parts for us as entrepreneurs. It's those valleys and the low parts where we actually learn and we are, you know, fine tuning, you know, our services, our offer, our positioning, our messaging, whatever that might be to get us to that next peak. And, you know, obviously we would like a steady growth, but you have to have those valleys, right, to learn from in order to continue growing. So I, I love that you point that out. Yeah. And I'm full disclosure, I'm in a valley right now in my own business. This has been a weird year. I'll be honest with you. And I was literally- I'm a valley on, girl. No, just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I was on the couch the other night, like boohooing to my husband. I'm like, this is so hard. And he's like, Duh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you signed up for this, okay? This is entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Why'd you let me do this? <laughs> for me. He's like, I am there for you. But Courtney, at this point in the journey, I don't know what else to say. You know, I believe in you. I support you and I love you and I will always be here for you, but you got to figure this out. <laughs> like, okay. So we have those moments, you know, and, and I laugh about it, but it's true because the, it's a reminder that even though this is a challenging season for me, we're, we're cleaning up a lot of messes on the back end. Nobody sees that. Right. It's not glorious. It's not sexy. Nobody knows <laughs> half the work that we're doing on the back end to prepare for that growth that's to come. Yeah. And even though it is a difficult season, I can be in the season without spending energy trying to get out of the season. Yeah. I can just be where I am knowing that everything always was and will be okay. Exactly. And just keep moving forward. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, I learned from, I learned from people that I interview in my podcast and, and one of those guests told me that the resistance is uh, indicating that there's something great on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So you know when you're hitting that resistance wall that you just got to break through it because something great is going to happen. You're just steps away from from greatness. So push through the resilience, and the you know the beauty will come on the other side. Yeah, we just got to believe it, and we got to believe in ourselves a little bit more. You know, I wrote an email to our community this week about perfection. And about how perfection's evil sister is procrastination <laughs> and how we're always in our businesses, you know, spending seven too many hours creating that PDF or signing up for that new AI tool, but then getting derailed for an afternoon because it took all afternoon to set up on the back end and doing all of these things that keep us hidden, that keep us the best kept secret in our industry, that keep us putting off our dreams, 
and our goals for when the timing is right. Yeah. And the timing's not going to be right. Mm -hmm. And if only we could commit to doing it messy. And you've heard people say, I'm not the first person to say that. Boy, has that been a hard lesson for me to embrace. Is that it is okay to be messy. It's okay. I was on a podcast interview just earlier today and, and the guy's like, so tell me about your podcasting experience. And I want to, I want to dig into that and your marketing. He's like, so you've had your podcast for a while now. I was like, yeah, three years. He was like, only three years. I'm like, yeah, it feels like an eternity. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, this world moves so fast. Yeah. And had I not started three years ago when it was messy and I'm looking back kind of embarrassed now at some of those early episodes, like. Holy cow, what was that, Courtney? What were you what were you trying to be an expert in on this episode? You know? <laughs> but had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I am. Absolutely. Now. And I so we that. just gotta just yeah, just get your hands dirty sometimes. And I wish sure. I could shake myself more and remind myself of that as I'm sitting here, you know, virtually shaking you right now as you listen to this episode, like get your hands messy. Don't be afraid to get your hands messy. Well, and that's why we help, we help the people who are just a step behind us, right? Like it's like, pull, pull someone up, right? Pull them up from, you know, a year behind you or, you know, help the person that you once were, you know, I hear that a lot. And so it's just the same thing. You know, that it's messy. So help somebody else who hasn't realized that it's got to be messy and it's going to be okay. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I love that. So let me ask you kind of one final question. And I want you to share some systems or any structure that you use in your business to help your clients or advice that you can give to our listeners for, you know, kind of steps on, on how they can build a system or structure to help them within their business. Yeah. So there's really four key systems that I believe every entrepreneur needs to have in place as the cornerstone of what they're building. And so one of those things is a visibility system. What are you doing to be recognized and to become seen as the in-demand go-to expert in your niche? And are your efforts working? Are they actually helping you get visible or is just, are you wasting a lot of time? (laughs) I'm looking at you Instagram reel. (laughs) All right. (laughs) System number two is your sales system. How effective is that? We all have some kind of sales system in place. Obviously, we wouldn't be where we are in business making some kind of revenue. But every day I talk to entrepreneurs who are not yet at the level of revenue they want to be at, whether that's crossing into six figures or multiple six figures or reaching for that seven figure mark and beyond. We all want more growth. And so to do that, you have to have a sales system first and foremost, and a sales system that can evolve and scale with you as you grow. So that's system number two. System number three is your deliverability system. A lot of people like to say, you know, this is client fulfillment. And that is what it has to do with, you know, but I look at it even deeper is, are your clients getting the experience that you've promised them? Mm. You know, are they showing up? And is this the Disney world of online programs where they are surprised and delighted at every turn and can't help but rave and refer you to their clients and friends? And that is what a deliverability system is designed to do. To not just say, okay, here's the login to your course portal. Have fun. You know, this is about caring for your clients and your community and pouring into them so that it brings you not only repeat business from those clients, but referrals from them as well, which is the lifeblood of many of our businesses, you know, in in the entrepreneurial space. And then fourth and finally, we can't neglect it. 
This is kind of the one we all tend to want to just throw in the junk drawer over there, but this is operations and this is your day-to-day stuff. It's the glue that holds your business together. You know, it's your legal, it's your bookkeeping, it's your contracts. It's all of those things that make the wheels of business turn that without which you might find yourself in some major legal trouble, or you might find yourself logging into your bank account one day and being like, Ooh, I thought there was more money in there. What's going on? <laughs> you know, this is the stuff that you, as entrepreneurs, many of us didn't get into business to do this. Right. It's one of the first things we tend to outsource, which is a good thing, but it has to be in place in order to keep everything moving forward like a well-oiled machine. So those are really the four systems that I always say every business owner needs to have. When you're starting in business, visibility and sales are the two that you tend to focus on. As you grow in business, your deliverability and operations need to begin to consume more of your focus. And one question people ask me is, Courtney, where do I start? You know, this is my goals. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And I always say, you know, just take a look at what do you want to achieve in the next 90 days? Yeah. Is it to really freshen up the back end of your offer and add more value to the people that work with you through, you know, additional content or more coaching, whatever that might look like for you? Start there. If your goal in the next 90 days is more visibility, well, take a look at your marketing systems. If your goal is more sales, let's start with sales. If your goal is to just get some systems in place, well, maybe we need to start with operations. So that's kind of just a a very simple way to look at, okay, where do I want to be 90 days from now? And then starting today, kind of looking at what do I need to focus on? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, to point out the 90 days, right? A lot of people, you know, try to look too long-term or too short-term. And so 90 days is such a great like runway, right? It gives you just enough time, but not too much time. And you can test and you can adjust and you can make changes and you can see growth and progress. And so making sure that you focus on that 90 days with these four key systems is going to really show you, you know, where those gaps are or where your strengths and weaknesses are so that you can adjust for the next 90 days. Absolutely. Yes, totally. That 90 day period is magical. And I think we fail to tap into it as often as we should. Mm-hmm. Well, Courtney, I want you to leave us with one uh, final words of wisdom. I mean, you've, you've left us with so many nuggets of, of greatness, but if you could wrap it up into one final word of wisdom for our listeners, I'd love for you to share that. Yeah. You know, there's something, Tori, that I often remind myself of and I was reflecting on this recently because in my communication with other people, friends, people who ask me, you know, hey, Courtney, how's life? How's business? You know, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. I've just been going through a hard time. And I kind of stopped recently and I examined how I said that. And I'm like, I'm going through a hard time. And then how is that actually manifesting in my life? Because I'm actually saying I'm going through a hard time. So now my brain is looking for all the hardness around me to say, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. You know, I'm going through this hard time. And I sat back and I just kind of realized, Courtney, you got to change your language around that. Because you sitting here saying you're going through a hard time is actually not what you stand for. You're growing through a hard time. And I think that is such a simple thing that we can all adopt and simply change our language. When we face that adversity and you're going through a difficult time, mm -mm, swap it. I'm growing through a difficult time. And that one little language shift can actually open up a new pathway in your brain to help your brain now start to recognize 
all the ways in which you are growing through this difficult time. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful to have had this time to chat with you and share this message and your knowledge with, with the listeners. And, you know, selfishly, I get to, to have this fun conversation with you too. <laughs> so I'm thankful to have you here and, and thank you so much for being a guest. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, where is the best place for them to reach out? Yeah. So assuming that you love listening to podcasts, I would love for you to come check out my show, which is called Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. Surprise, surprise. It's uh, it's so much fun. You know, we talk about exactly what we talked about here today. How do you actually grow through the adversity in your business? What does that look like on a practical level as you work through implementing these various systems in your business? What does it look like to have an anti-fragile visibility system or an anti-fragile sales system? So you can find that show everywhere podcasts are found, whatever app you're listening to on right now, you'll be able to access it. And then if you want to connect with me personally, Instagram is where I hang out. I'm there at the Courtney Elmer, and I would love to get a DM from you in my inbox saying what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Yes, absolutely. Definitely check out the podcast hit Courtney up on Instagram and, you know, I, oh, I'm so excited. I love this episode. Thank you again. And just, you know, go out there guys and and make a difference in, in the world and, and what it is that you're doing and, and grow through that adversity. Thank you, Tori, for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.